It's the Blue Vote Cafe, a little bit of Wonkash, a whole lot of fun. Dave Schellenberg along with Rachel Oyster in Ottawa. And I guess we're still sort of buzzing. We're still glowing, Rachel. Are we glowing? Are we are we emitting rays of happy <laughs> <laughs> happy citizenship? I don't Maybe know. Maybe we're just it? still a little sleepy, but that could be for other reasons. <laughs> yeah. Still from all the runaround and all the last minute effects. Yes. yes. So <laughs> Joe Biden has been to town. Joe Biden came up to Canada. But before we get into that, uh, who's with us today, Rachel? Today, we've offered a chair in the cafe to a member of the family, Jessica Idle-Matwick, who is the secretary of our very own chapter here in Ottawa, the Canada's Capital Region chapter. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. It's so awesome to have an invitation. <laughs> uh, it's so it, it's exciting, isn't it? Like, who knew a podcast it could be this exciting? <laughs> The highlight of my day. Oh, <laughs> well, we enjoy it too. So the reason we asked Jessica on is because Biden has just been here and we just wanted to reminisce guess, about the day, reminisce, debrief, postmortem, but also I thought we might talk a bit about the challenges of attracting media attention to the sure. work that DA does. Yeah. Because I think well, it's a natural segue. Yeah. Before we get into it, Jessica, as mm-hmm. now you've, you're on, welcome to the podcast, and <laughs> of course we have the standard question, which is, where are you right now? Where did you grow up, and where do you vote out of? So right now I am in Ottawa, in the beautiful Alta Vista area. <laughs> I grew up uh, mostly in Pennsylvania, um, but I most recently before returning to Canada was living and working in uh well I lived in Arlington Virginia worked in DC and uh so I vote out of Virginia wow that's a very important vote yeah <laughs> it's very purple right now which is yeah yeah we need to push it more toward blue yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we also like to know what brought you to Canada hmm so I am a dual citizen. I've always been a dual citizen because my parents um, moved to the States from Ontario. Um, but I ended up marrying a Canadian <laughs> and that was in 2016. And I voted for Hillary and we uh, drove across the country and got the heck out of there. Pretty much. <laughs> So Donald Trump has kept you in Canada? Drove <laughs> you to Canada. That's the answer. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, at the time when I, I voted absentee in person uh, in Arlington, I had, like, nobody, nobody thought he was going to win. No, no. So we were moving, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, well, it's a good thing I'm in Canada now. <laughs> Canada is a good place to be. And that's how I first found uh, found Democrats Abroad, actually, was on election night 2016. I was looking for other uh, Americans to watch election coverage with, and I found the Victoria chapter through a meetup group, and that's that's how it all started. <laughs> yes, that's, that's kind of how we all end up in these things, and they never get out. Nope. No, <laughs> so the three of us spent a rather wild Friday. Friday, yes. Much of Friday together. <laughs> Who wants to jump in and talk about the day? Together and apart. We were all over the place, I feel <laughs> That's like. True. <laughs> That's true. So Joe Biden uh, landed in Ottawa on Thursday. 
Air mm-hmm. Force One came flying into the city late Thursday, and we thought about going to see him on Thursday night, and then realized there wasn't really any chance because the plane was landing, and then he was going off to Justin Trudeau's home for dinner, which seemed like the oddest, most lovely, normal thing. It's like Uncle Joe has come, and he's he's going to go over and, and uh, have dinner with the prime minister and their family. And, and the pictures we saw out of that were really quite normal. It was sort of everybody sitting around having a conversation and dinner and ice cream. Um- and people were laughing about the kids not wearing their shoes because, of course, many people don't realize this, we Canadians take off our shoes when we enter a house. But it, it always confounded my American relatives when my sons would arrive in their homes and immediately kick off their shoes. What? <laughs> but there were the Trudeau children sock in their socks yep. <laughs> meeting um, President Biden and Dr. Jill Biden. And yes, it did look like a normal family event. And they were served Mushu ice cream for dessert, which I have to mention is a lovely Ottawa business that uh, believes in treating people well and treating their employees well and makes incredibly wonderful ice cream. Yes. Yeah. I, I have had the opportunity to be in some of Canada's official residences. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that I've noticed is the main floor is very much the. Um, the state rooms where where you where people come and visit and you go upstairs and it's like people take their shoes off not when they come onto the first floor but when they go upstairs and you'll find ah. in these homes when you go upstairs uh, that's where there's like kids backpacks and shoes and stuff and and upstairs is definitely kind of the residence for lack of a better term where they go so I, so you're schooling me on Canadian shoe etiquette. This is <laughs> excellent education. Jessica, did you and know official this? official residences, well, Canadian I, I mean, official I, residences. I'm sure you'll be surprised to hear. I've never been in the Trudeau's home. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in Rideau Cottage where this one was, but I've been in a bunch of other official residences and and, and have had instances to, I you know, get into a couple of things. So, yes, there's definitely so, an upstairs and a downstairs to all of it. Well, it's true when we toured, oh, which embassy? The French embassy on yeah. Canada Day this past year. We had our shoes on the whole time. Right. <laughs> right. So that was yeah. the Thursday. And then Friday um, was quite the interesting day. So that was the day where we all got together because yes. we knew uh, the Bidens were staying in a downtown hotel. And we knew a bit of the schedule for the day. But I think one of the things that surprised us was how big of a secret it really was. Yes, because we had planned to rendezvous at the um, Monument to Human Rights in Ottawa, downtown, at 10, no, sorry, at 11 a.m. We had media who wanted to embed with us, CTV TV, and we had put out word to um, our members and our um, colleague who was coming in from Montreal, Randy Weitzner, who's the chair of the Quebec chapter. Um, and we created a chat because we knew things could change at the last minute, but we didn't know that was going to affect us first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what all of a sudden there was all of this buzz in the chat about trying to get together earlier an hour earlier. <laughs> and I think all of us were just, yeah, all of a sudden we we're kicking it into high gear trying to get out the door. Yeah. So I think David and CTV and um, one of our members and I made it to the monument. But you, where did you start, Jessica? So I was driving up to Parliament Hill. I was getting dropped off. My goal was to get 
as close as I could before things were closed off to cars and, and just like hoof it up to the hill. But I stopped for coffee (laughs) (laughs) because of the extra early start. (laughs) It was 10 o'clock. I know, but I hadn't had coffee yet. I was running. And then, uh, so I was hoofing it, but honestly, I got to literally a block away from the gates at Metcalf and the police presence was adamant that we could not move any closer northbound right to, get to the hill they were so they were anticipating that movement was going to start to happen and so everyone had to stay where they were so those of you who were on the hill were fine <laughs> yeah. but i could not get any closer than spark street essentially right and we we think we got onto the hill at the last possible second because we arrived at wellington where there was it was already barricaded and the police were saying no 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 and i think it was actually the ctv it was uh, it was the camera yeah she went up to them and said but we want to go on parliament hill and they were like oh parliament hill oh yeah you can go to parliament hill just cross the street use that gate but do not stay on wellington street so we were like yes okay fine so we made it to the hill where some of our other colleagues were already it had already arrived. So, uh, yeah, just so everybody knows, Wellington Street is the name of the street that Canada's Parliament Hill is on. Mm-hmm. And the hotel where the Bidens stayed at was the Chateau Laurier, which is up Wellington Street, basically, from Parliament Hill. So that entire street was just completely and totally closed down, and the blocks around it were closed down as well. Nobody was getting near it at all. It was wall-to-wall police in yellow vests, every flavor of police force that can be drawn upon in the national capital. Oh, across <laughs> they were the all, country. Yeah, from, yeah, they were all so nice and so friendly. And, um, <laughs> they enjoying, really were. It was a beautiful day, <laughs> and they were enjoying being in the sun and just being part of this huge machine, I guess. And I had overheard a couple of conversations with them as well. If people were saying, well, I need to to get to the Tim Hortons. How do I get there? And then explain, <laughs> well, you got to go down one block and then go over and back up the other way. And and you should try this when you get into it. And it was, it and was Jessica, oddly yeah, Canadian ahead. and lovely. And, and I was very nobody Canadian. Nobody was rushed at all. No, and Jessica, you were eavesdropping on on the police, right? Yeah, so I was just making lots of small talk. (laughs) 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 The Ottawa police officers on the corner of Elgin and Sparks. Um, So where I was standing, I could see, I got like the east um, block of uh, Parliament Hill, and I could also see the tops of Chateau Laurier. Mm -hmm. Um. So I was able to hear the chatter on the police radio. <laughs> and so I felt like I was, yeah, like your comms person. Oh, and it was great. We kept getting texts from you. Yeah. <laughs> they were coming from the hotel. So I was able to update when I heard that there was movement in the hotel and that Flotus was making her way out. Yeah. And she was actually the one in the first um motorcade that went by that's right and that was the scary one quite frankly well because she and sophie gregoire trudeau had been to a curling club so they weren't coming from the hotel they were going back to the hotel and that was the second time we saw them yeah we saw them go by once yes on the way out on their way on their way to go curling yes it was (laughs) a short it was a short curl it was a very (laughs) short curl Uh, they, they did not do a full game 
Um, but when they went to the curling club, we happened to be in the lawn on Parliament Hill, and those vehicles went by very quick. When they were coming back, we were actually down. This was after Biden or yes. the president had come and gone. And we were right on the road. And that was, that was I think, one of the most scary motorcades I think I've ever seen. Agreed. I didn't know. They went so fast. So fast. Yes. It was astonishing. It was <laughs> Wellington Street was a raceway for a little while. What did you there. say, Jessica? I said they were flying. Absolutely. And no wonder all the police were so, like, clear and direct about being like way back on the sidewalk <laughs> get out of the road get out of the road yeah they absolutely were yeah um it was multiple cars and i have never seen and they're the police interceptor vehicles so they can floor it and go fast and they have good brakes in those cars too and i have <laughs> never smelled brakes like i had when we were standing on there of, of those guys pounding on the brakes to come to a stop and then going off again and a friend of mine, so they were, when we saw them the second time, they were going from the curling club over to the National Art Gallery, which is where those two were going to have lunch. And after they had left us and gone around the corner and were on Sussex, uh, there was a car accident with a couple of the vehicles that were in oh, that really? motorcade that they were going oh. and stopping so fast. And oh, a friend wow. of mine happened to be standing there and recorded it and has video of it. And he went viral with... Wow. With a couple of police cars ramming into each other. Oh my god. I did not know that. As either. they were driving. Yeah, it's it's you know, not the most spectacular video in the world, but it's definitely a couple of cars ramming into each other. And that was part of the the oh Flotus god. group going from curling to the art gallery. Oh wow. Well, yeah. I didn't hear about that. And I had a I had a, a friend, a paramedic friend who who was stationed out by the gallery and he didn't he didn't tell me anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that means there were no injuries. Right. Yeah. So for POTUS itself, we were on the grass on Parliament Hill. And Parliament House is this massive driveway. And we sort of figured, well, he's uh, the president has to get from the hotel to the door where everybody goes in. But it was never really clear what route he could have take, taken. And mm -hmm. uh, Rachel, I think you and I saw... The mm -hmm. motorcade coming, driving at a very slow pace. Very sedate, And yes. we saw them pull up onto Parliament Hill, and rather than turn you know, left, which would have gone right by us and right to the door, they turned right and went around in some weird thing behind East Block on some odd path that made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, they doubled back, like doubled back. Doubled back? <laughs> yes, yes. So they missed our they like a hairpin turn. That's yeah. right. Missing our vote from abroad.org and our no, we didn't have that one. Our Democrats abroad banner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we had to go racing across the, the lawn over all this snow cover trying to get to the other side <laughs> of this pen that the police had corralled us in. Because so all of a sudden, yeah, they showed up not in front of us. But behind, but behind us, literally us. behind our backs, mm -hmm. driving on some weird little side road that's <laughs> not normally there. Like, for those who have been on Parliament Hill for decades, that's not a road <laughs> that's ever been there before. Yeah, I didn't think it was. No, I was looking no. at it going, where, where, where are they? What? <laughs> There's no road back there. Yeah, that was very strange. And there were also so many cars. You could see the first ones entering parliament i don't know what accommodation there is for vehicles but there must be some underground parking of some sort but they didn't all fit many of them just stayed no. in the road no and yeah. we can confirm there was definitely two big limousines 
president was in one of them. We think we know which one he was in, but they are they are most definitely identical limousines. Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. the idea is you're never one hundred percent sure which one he's supposed to be in. But if the decoy, if we were fooled by the decoy, it included a lookalike who had a similar suit and a white cuff and yep. cufflink and and the the appropriate thoughtful gesture of hand, head leaning on hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Biden. (laughs) But then what the media wanted to know was, did he see you? Did he see you? I mean, there's so many other more interesting questions. And, you know, the reasons that bring us to the Hill are not some sort of fan club squealing, (laughs) which is clearly what they wanted us to do. It's, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you just have to play along with. Yes. Well, we did. (laughs) With what the media wanted, and and us, we're very, we're very uh, super excited that we had gotten there and got actually all things considered, very close to the president. Considering there was nothing between us and the president but um, a little bit of metal and a bunch of snow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the reinforced walls of the beast. Of the beast, yes. <laughs> and who knows how many people around watching? Who knows what? But. It was it was in the end I think quite fascinating. So so once he got in he he went into West Block which is where the House of Commons currently is and the Prime Minister currently has his big office and there was nothing else for us to do in the Hill so we walked over to a bre- <laughs> to a pub <laughs> finally met up with Jessica. Yep, and several others, and had lunch and watched the speech on the TV in the pub. And then ended up in a lockdown zone, which was really quite fascinating, because this was on Spark Street, which was right uh, one street over from Wellington, and complete lockdown. I've never seen more police. We watched that speech, and we were sort of waiting to see if he was going to go for a walkabout, because that seemed like a logical area for him to go for a walk. But it also got to be getting later and later. Mm-hmm. For people not in Ottawa, Spark Street is pedestrian only. Yeah. So we thought if he was going to walk around, that would be a good place to go. But we we sat there um, and watched it become a parking lot full yes. of very intimidating uh, police and military vehicles. <laughs> That's right. It just became the staging ground. So we we're like, okay, uh, this is not going to be the scene of um, of a walkabout. Nope. No. So after you know, the building where he was having the presser was about 40 meters away. Oh, absolutely. It yeah. going to be super close. But again, we got shut down. We got shut down. Yeah, there were certain directions you simply could not walk. And more police than, you know, again, I think any of us have ever seen before. Because I, I, yeah, when we well, left. in Ottawa. <laughs> in Ottawa. Well, that's true. When we left, just there was a, it was possible to get out of that pub, but there was no way that anybody was going to get back into it again. So you could leave, but you could most certainly not enter. No, in fact, after the pub, you went off one direction. Jessica and I went another, and with uh, another of our the members of our of our chapter who works right in that lockdown area and had an idea that he could get us into his building, 
where he works, where I think he thought there would be a, you know, a, a view we would enjoy, right? Maybe of the president leaving the presser, but um, he ran into a coworker who had who was allowed to leave, but it was made very clear to her that she was not going to be allowed back in, and he he said, oh, so I can't bring in my friends, and she was like, mm, nope, nope, nope. She nope. <laughs> so like, sorry guys, <laughs> and he did get back into his building, but. Jessica and I were left on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had gone because I wanted to see what the protesters were up to and what they were doing. And they, there was, if anything, I think surprisingly few people overall. Very, very few regular people came down to see what it looked like. Very few protesters came down. Like Very few, yeah. They clearly must have known that you weren't going to get anywhere. No. And in retrospect, the police were right about the DA donkey. <laughs> ah! <laughs> we haven't even touched on that one yet. That was the other thing the press was deeply interested in. Democrats abroad won, I guess, in a competition. I really am not sure of the origins of this donkey, but it's fiberglass. It's painted blue. A photograph of its face is actually the logo of the Blue Vote Cafe podcast. <laughs> and it is held in custody by Canada. And we had originally intended to bring in the donkey. <laughs> Somebody has to have custody of the donkey. <laughs> I think it's locked up somewhere. (laughs) Well, I think it does live in a storage unit, but don't tell. Its name is Philly, apparently, like Philadelphia shortened. Um, We were hoping to get Philly and our um, DA uh, member, Ken Sherman, who dresses up as Uncle Sam, and the voter mobile all to town to attract attention to Democrats abroad and to vote from abroad.org. But, um, well, Jessica, you talked to the police and... (laughs) <laughs> they said I, leave yeah go ahead it just seemed like um you know by the day and sometimes by the hour um we would just get a dump of information that made made it very clear that none of that was going to be possible right because you were you had taken it upon yourself to find out what permits we would need to be on parliament hill would we be okay walking from the monument to parliament hill and of course, every different police force has slightly different and overlapping jurisdiction, I guess. And what I thought, actually, speaking of Philly, the donkey, <laughs> was something that came full circle was that I brought up the donkey to uh, Ottawa police and was told, well, you know, we had a similar request recently. <laughs> and the answer was no. Um, so therefore the answer will be no to you and the request was from a protesting group to bring an inflatable sheep (laughs) and then i was not there but rachel someone brought up Uh the Uh sheep To you. Yes. So as I said, the media was fascinated by Philly, the fiberglass donkey. And CTV was interviewing me about the fact that he had been asked to stay home. And um, this woman standing next to me who was dressed entirely in Canada regalia said, said, is it inflatable? And I said, no, it's not inflatable. It's fiberglass. And she said, because we have an inflatable sheep. It's 10 to 20 feet tall. I mean, that's a big difference, but that's what she said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. The media was um, not interested, walked away immediately. And she said, oh, they don't want to hear what I have to say. (laughs) She drifted away along the barricades. (laughs) Oh, that lady who said that. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, Chelsea. 
is the owner of a very sad sheep. <laughs> Who was forbidden the streets of Ottawa during a protest that we are all still trying to recover from. <laughs> a 10 to 20 foot sheep. I, well, that's quite a range. It put, it, exactly. It's kind of, yeah, double. Is it 10 or is it 20? <laughs> Both of which are huge. Huge, yes. Our donkey's only what? Like maybe three and a half feet tall? Oh, at, at, maybe. Maybe three feet at his withers. <laughs> that's how you measure horses all the oh, way in hands at the withers, at the withers. <laughs> yeah. well, well it was good you have all of those things because we were doing a lot of walking and yes. then kind of we were waiting and then needing to be somewhere quickly and so probably for the best yes doing all that last minute adjusting yeah well and at one point genuinely running <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> with our banners flapping behind us. And I had a flag that I had found at World of Maps, which is a, um, a store in Ottawa that has maps from all around the world and travel guides and anything associated with traveling. That's called the Friendship Flag. That's, it's a, it shows both the stars and stripes and the maple leaf sort of separated diagonally. And it's, it's actually a nice thing to have for an event that celebrates both countries. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess the question just becomes, was was this all worth it? Jessica, what do you think? Well, absolutely. And I know that you guys were um, here in Ottawa when uh, President Obama was in Ottawa. But I, I, I was in D.C. at the time. Um, so, so for me, this was my first presidential visit uh, to a different country to Canada. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was, yeah, I was excited looking, you know, leading up to it. I was really excited. I was excited on the, on the day. Cause you just, you just knew that you weren't at home. It, it right. was a different, it was a different vibe. And I also think that, you know, when we're walking around the streets of wherever we are in Canada and around the world, we do want to portray ourselves as, you know, Americans that are interested in being friends and neighbors in, in our community in building community. And so I'm, I'm really glad that we were, that we were out there and that people saw us. Mm -hmm. Agreed. You know, if we can even just introduce one person on that day, to DA and what we do, um, then I think it's a success. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And just on a personal level, we're still, you know, enough coming out of, still the pandemic is close behind us. And being in a group together in real life, in a pub, we haven't been able to do much of that. Mm -hmm. So that was extra enjoyable on top of the fact that several of the people who gathered are people I have only met on screen. Yeah, that's true. And seeing them in three dimensions, living, breathing, speaking people in my presence was, you know, just so, so lovely to, to make that personal connection after working together so hard, entirely virtually. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, I wanted more. I can't deny I wanted more. But yeah. I would have lived with regrets if we hadn't have tried. And I think mm-hmm. we had to try. And I think we honestly did our best to to get in there as much as we could. And I think I think you're both right. I think we did make a difference. It was worth doing. And if only we could get better. So we have to take what we've learned on all this experience now and and be ready for the next time the president comes to town. 
Starting with a welcome to Ottawa banner from Democrats of <laughs> Canada's capital region. But yes, in fact, I mean, it's worth mentioning that um, word was transmitted to the White House that we would love to have a few minutes with the president. And the answer that came back was not no. It was, oh, interesting. Yes, we'll see what we can do. We'll pass that up the chain. So the more times Democrats abroad is mentioned within yep. that circle, the higher the likelihood that at some point we'll be the ones invited to be standing at the airport at three in the morning when Air Force One touches down <laughs> just to wave at him as he walks past and shakes our hands. <laughs> or for the fancy dinner that happened that, that Friday night before he left town because the reason would, he didn't, one of the reasons he gave for the excuse for not doing the walkabout was what he was late, was he was late for dinner. Uh-huh, yes. I would not have turned down an invitation to the fancy dinner that night. No. Or to sit in the gallery and watch the speech in yeah. Yep. Parliament, Yet another that thing. would have been awesome, yes. So many things that we got so close to doing. So we, you got to get out there and try. You got to try. Yep, and, exactly. And this was the first time anything like this had happened in a, a very long time. And post-pandemic, it, 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 it's like a whole new set of rules. Mm -hmm. You know, the geopolitical climate is very different than when Obama was here, and then you throw in the COVID stuff and the pandemic. Somebody was saying to me, oh, like, it took him long enough to get here. And I was like, well, you know, we did have a pandemic. Yeah. And, like, the border was closed. It was closed. And I yes. think those of us, especially, who have family on the other side, who's, you know, being, like, actual ability to to see family yes. for months and months at a time like that was impacted by the the closed border so you know i i think i i might have been a little bit you know if he was bouncing around yeah that's true during the pandemic so you gotta you gotta factor all of those all of those things in and absolutely and i think yeah i think it was i think it was a great visit yeah and there's no question that ties between the two countries are very strong Thank goodness. I mean, he was the right person. I thought his speech was fantastic. Yeah, it too. was. Me too. That he had the right hockey joke in there against the Maple Leafs too, which was pretty funny. Absolutely. And from that moment on, they were just sitting at his feet. Yep. And how about that zinger when he said, when he told the conservatives to stand up? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what moment that was? What was that? You remember he was talking about taking a note from Trudeau and um, increasing his cabinet to have oh, uh, yes. 50% women. Yes. And uh, and so he got a standing ovation from most people and looked around and he was like, guys, I'd stand up if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> That one made the news around the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good speech. He was really, really on top of it. All right. So our advice to everybody else is if, if the president comes to town, form a group, be ready to move quick, and don't miss your chance. And carry a vote from abroad.org banner. Excellent. <laughs> or a business card or a bumper sticker. Yes. <laughs> just in case or as we saw um was a little with elizabeth may a chocolate bar because it, apparently if you give biden chocolate he'll take it and not give it back <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, would you? <laughs> okay, fair. That's a good point. <laughs> Is that the chocolate? There, there was chocolate from a, a a Syrian refugee who has established a a booming chocolate business here. Was oh that yeah. The, so when um, when Biden was actually meeting the leaders of the other political parties, one of them gave him a chocolate bar and it's um, a good bar. Is that what it is? I'm trying to remember what the name is. And he went from that to a, a moment with a book signing ceremony. And you could see the, the prime minister, Justin Trudeau, took the chocolate bar away from him and, and quietly gave it to the chief justice of the Supreme <laughs> Court. Just, just so it wasn't kind of sitting on the table for the official photograph. Uh. And, and you could quite clearly see, you know, the prime minister who's very, very uh, savvy of, of camera angles just knew that shouldn't be sitting there. So, you know, they pass it off. And one of them was handing it behind the back, as, as experienced politicians do. And, and after Biden had, had signed the book and sort of to walk away, he goes, well, what happened to my chocolate bar? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've looked it up. It's called Peace by Chocolate. Peace. That's what it is. Peace. Yes. And, and he clearly, he wanted his chocolate bar back. And, and the guys who were sort of, you know, hiding it in the justice robes, <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> here you go. And he took the chocolate bar and he was very happy about it. Of course. <laughs> yep. Lots of lovely little human touches. Yes, for sure. All right. On Thanks. that note, unless anybody's got something else to add. I just wanted to give another nod to Mushu for their friendship. Oh, uh, friend Chip, yes. <laughs> While we're talking about chocolate. <laughs> yes, I think there is chocolate in it. I, I hope they will keep that flavor in rotation because I'm very curious to try I it. So, and there, yeah. Anyway, I guess we know that's the way to get to uh, Joe Biden's heart is with ice cream. cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Jessica. It was a treat to have you. It was nice to reminisce with you. <laughs> and on we go. Till the next time. On we go. I'm Rachel Oyster with David Schellenberg in Ottawa, Canada. Thank you for listening to Democrats Abroad, the Blue Vote Cafe.